Well, welcome to Statscast. On Tuesday, September the 28th, it is 8.25 a.m. And it's a nice, warm morning. Mid-70s, which is a little, uh, a little lower. But gradually, the temperatures are, are dropping. Now, I'm just going to pause for a second as we go past a, <clears throat> another excavator. Okay, I'm past it. <laughs> Meaning, I'm past the excavation site. <laughs> or you can take it anywhere you want. Um, yeah, there's another house being excavated for now. There are very few plots left in this area, but uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even think it's possible to build a house where they're excavating. It was just sheer mountainside, but they seem to have got mountain, I mean, excavating equipment in there and they've dug it out and then they're going to put a house on it. And you can probably hear the big crane operating above my head for the other house that's being built. Oh, I tell you, there's a heck of a difference going on this walk during the week and at weekends. It's uh, a hive of activity at the moment, even though it's only early. I think the workmen have the right to start early and finish early because of the heat. Yeah. Should I pause or should I just keep going? Uh, I'll just keep going. Yeah, this house is uh, coming along fast and furiously. This is the great big villa. I actually met with the uh, the lady who's building it. Oh god, hang on. We got uh, more walkers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good grief. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Absolutely fine. Good. Good. Hello. Hello. How did the family visit go? Fine. You had, you had them, yeah. they've been and gone since I saw you too last. Too much to drink, too much to eat. Wow. Well, I've the, the put them back on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got guests, well, you know, a guest staying again. We've had guests all summer. Yeah. And this. First year we were here, it was constant. The first year, it was just yeah. constant. And then we said, no, we're only having people that we really like. We're not having. Oh, you know, we're just coming down, come on. Yeah, you've got to be careful how you tell people no. We haven't actually figured that out yet. No. <laughs> We've got two lots of families from South Africa. We're thinking of moving to Spain. I wonder if we could just come and, you know, survey the area. And we said, honestly. What, our from, area from is your house? Yeah, our area is far too expensive. Because yeah. they wanted yep. somewhere cheap. And we said, oh, right. take a look at our camping. Look at our camping. <laughs> I said, oh, go to Ben and Madden there. I said, they can get real cheap chips. <laughs> cheap trips from England. Yeah. Did they buy? No. no, they just wanted a holiday. It was a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm going to give the later of this particular couple. We're friends of my brother. Yeah. Used to do it. And used yeah. to stay with us because we had a lovely house by the sea. Well, oh, well, no, not, not this one. In South Africa. Yeah. Oh, I see, yeah. I see, yeah. They lived in Joburg and we lived... Oh, we'll there. try again. Yeah. Now they've got a nice house in Spain. Yeah. I said, no. <laughs> well, no. I mean, this lady that's staying with us, she's lovely. But, um, you know, she's just come on her own and we're having a great time. But uh, it's the constant entertaining. Yes, it is. It wears you down, you know. You're on holiday as well, aren't you? Well, it feels like it, yeah. yeah they're on holiday. <laughs> Yeah. You, you to you know, yeah. Yeah. I want to see television for a show. <laughs> I know. I haven't done that God, for months. And then last night we said, well, we'll just have a quiet one in, if you don't mind. And then another family who bought a house, just bought a house in down the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> who I've known forever. Bumped into them, you know, down at the, at the parking garage, and they said, oh, you're here. Well, let's meet up. Uh, okay. <laughs> So we had them around for a drinks party last night. It's like, it's God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And he's getting fed up. He said, my walks are getting later and later. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? He certainly does. Oh, yes. He does. He's a good boy. You're a beautiful boy. You really are. <laughs> he's so friendly. And he's not. 
Oh, you're not friendly. No. It's, it's friendly, Rooney. You know. Oh. <laughs> Rooney. Rooney. Hello, Rooney. Hello, Rooney. Oh, whoa, 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 She's, yeah. she, she, she's very nice, yeah she's, yeah, she's going back, I think she was going back yesterday, but she just wanted to catch up on where we are with everything. And I said, well, you, you know, Christian's uh, rescinded his candidacy. And uh, she, so she said, well, yeah, she said, well, you know, it's very important we collect all these proxies up and all that sort of stuff. I said, yes, it is, but... Uh, but I think, we, I think it's too early to start again. And I think I do, I do, yes, January, well, I February, we'll start again. And I think so. Up the ante. I, I do too. That's what I said to her. I said, it's, there's too much mud being flung around at the moment. Yeah. Let's just let that Let's die down and have a clean campaign based on some issues that we feel are, that are relevant rather than people that we yeah. think we, we don't like, you know. I bumped into Jim Tolley last night. I don't know him, do I? Irishman. You know him. Oh, yes, I, I do know him. Yeah. Yes, I've seen him on the yeah. walk. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I said, hello Jim. I said, where were you at the AGM this morning? And he said, it should have been yesterday. Did I miss it? It? <laughs> said, yes, it was last night. It should have been, shouldn't and, it? Yeah. And he said, did I miss it? And I said, no. <laughs> he didn't even pick up that it had been cancelled. Oh, yeah. He knew it had been cancelled. I think he thought that it had been reinstated oh. and nobody told him something. Oh, I see. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well. Okay, well, we're off into the main body of the podcast. Don't quite know what happened with the intro, but we'll find out later. Um, yeah, it's beautiful morning. I like September. It's not so hot. I was going to say it's not so busy, but you wouldn't think that from the number of people I bumped into this morning already. But they're residents. <coughs> So it's been a while since I podcasted, so I apologise for the delay. We've had uh, another house guest, or have, still have, currently have, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lovely actually that people come. So uh, this is Catherine Lloyd, or Kath Lloyd, who's been the model house guest. Perfect. So neat and tidy and polite. Lovely to have. And uh, she's just here on her own. Husband couldn't come, Steve, because of work. So she thought she'd just come out and see us on her own. It's just been great. We've had a nice time, actually. Just sort of quite understated. Been eaten it, mainly. And... Uh, but you know, we went out to the beach on, was it Sunday? Villarin, which was very nice. But, oh! <laughs> Hello, Luna! <laughs> Come on then. I'm being followed. I think I'm going to have to abandon this podcast. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'll keep going, but uh, the lady I'm speaking to is only ten paces behind me. So she's going to think I'm some kind of a nutcase, talking to myself. And maybe she'll think I'm on the phone. That'd be good. I walk a little bit quicker. Yeah, so we've been entertaining. Had a little party last night actually because uh, Justin and Arabella Denham, well, Arabella's not called Denham anymore, is she? But um, and Arabella's husband Sam and Heather, Justin and Arabella's mum, came for a little cocktail party. Which was uh, very nice. <laughs> Sam's a character. 
he's just come off the, uh, funnily enough, the Camino de Santiago. He did 14 days. Gosh, he's a tough old sort. He's 71 years old, he told us, and he was doing 40 kilometers a day. I mean, God, he's ex-army, so, you know, he's kind of got that leathery look about him. <laughs> it looks like he's a big outdoorsman. But uh, that was nice. The, the Heather's just sold her house in El Madronal and bought a small one in uh, La Heredia. So uh, they're over here, you know, organising the, you know, the improvements. But it was fun talking to them, especially as I've just, you know, done a few legs of the Camino myself. So we swapped a few Camino stories and, uh, you know, drank a few glasses of wine, ate a few tapas. Very nice, very nice. In fact, uh, I ended up not even bothering with dinner because we had so many tapas. But uh, my fitness campaign has taken a hit. <laughs> Need to get back into that. Oh gosh, can you hear the amount of drilling and knocking and hammering and craning that's going on? You name it. Noisy. Considering we're up in the mountains. I'm going to take a hike in the mountains that aren't so inhabited later on today. Perhaps I'll sort of do a double podcast and take you up into the peace and quiet. Oh, God. You know, I think one of the most annoying developments of the modern era is the reversing signal. God. It never stops. Can you hear? <laughs> Obviously, got out of bed the wrong side this morning. You know, okay, it's a safety issue, but God's sake. And, you know, the people who are on the building site, you know, they're well aware. <laughs> but does everybody in a two-mile radius need to be aware that there's a truck reversing? Don't focus on things like that, John. So, sun's up. It's come up since I've been out. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. A little bit of a haze in the valley there. But I, I do think that uh, September, sorry August, but September is a superior month. You don't get the 90 degrees. Well, you, you do at the sort of peak of the day, but it's much cooler in the mornings and in the evenings. And gradually the temperature is, is you know, is dropping into a more comfortable zone. And I'm quite excited because this is becoming the migration season and you get a lot of birds uh, migrating overhead. Because this is the narrowest point, as I think I may have mentioned probably a while ago now, but this is the narrowest point between mainland Europe and the African continent. So the birds know that. Hello, Bruins. You hear him? Galloping past me. Well, we're being followed by a new dog called Luna. I don't know if I'm being antisocial or what, but I sort of don't want to spoil her walk. I've walked off ahead. Oh, it's nice around here because here's a slightly quieter corner of the mountain. Rooney's happy to be out. I'm ashamed that he didn't get his walk yesterday. I don't know why I just ended up so busy with things. Didn't get out with him. Got caught off guard as well because I thought Christina said they were coming at 6.30 for cocktails. And they arrived at six. <laughs> hadn't shaved, hadn't showered, and still making the uh, tappers. So I had to pretend that, uh, you know, <laughs> I knew. Just went with it. So, uh, you know, they got the unshaven version. Uh, you know, I also had the, the owner of the... Uh, 
in the hotel over for a coffee. <clears throat> Excuse me a second, I'm just about to sneeze. Oh, Sariana, she's called. So she, uh, she wanted to chat to me because, uh, oh, I'm getting political, but yeah, they, they want to build a hotel in the community. The current president is, I've mentioned this before, but she's dead set against it. The guy who was gonna put himself up for election against the current president has withdrawn. So they're without a candidate. So, without putting too many frills on it, she was trying to persuade me to put my name forward, which I did not commit to. It's, uh, it's a sort of a bit of a poison chalice, that one. It's an unpaid role, <laughs> lots of headaches. So why? Why would you do it? It's a bit like, why would you put your head in the lion's mouth? Explain that one again, just to show how dumb you are. <laughs> so, <laughs> going a lot of, lot of pressure. No, we'd do the job gladly if it wasn't full of politics and bickering that goes on. Anyway, that's for another day. <sighs> right, let's enjoy this beautiful season we're going into now. The, the autumn, if, if this area does have an autumn. It's, uh, it's so pleasant. I mean, August is a fry-up, really. It, it, you get crammed with holiday makers. The roads, you can't get anywhere because the roads all get blocked. And uh, it's so hot that you're really trying to escape the heat for a lot of the day. It's very, it's, it's a sort of a, you know, sort of San Diego style climate now, if you know San Diego. Very pleasant. And the sky is clear. And the sun is powerful enough to keep you beautifully warm, but it doesn't sort of burn you up. Oh, here's a noisy diesel. working on the construction site over there. So, yeah, looking forward to this next part of the year. And then, of course, we're gonna get into the sort of winter. And I've forgotten what the winters here are like. I don't think they're too bad. It's not gonna be anything like last winter. <laughs> Shoveling snow off the driveway every other day. Uh, it'd be quite interesting, because I'll have, I'll have podcasts for about a year then. I'll be able to compare notes on the same days, see what it was like a year ago. It's funny, you know. Oh, oh, oh God, it's that dog again. Drives me mad, that dog. No, don't bark. I don't know if it is that same dog, but certainly he's a barker. house called Casa Los Naranjos, the oranges. It's more like a hotel really. Anyway, he's got two really barky dogs. And you can hear one of them right now. Oh. Looks like Debbie's car battery's gone flat. Move on, John. So yeah, Christine and I have been doing, you know, mega hiking. So we went, well I went, um, well, I got myself ready to go on, on the big hike up the Bermeja, or La Concha, which is the biggest peak around. It's about 1,200, a lot, I think 1,280 meters. <coughs> and then as I was, so packing up, getting ready to go, Christina said, can I come with you? 
Oh, my angel. So I said, well, you can, but I don't know if you'll make it. <laughs> Not because you physically can't, but because she's got a fear of heights and things like that. So anyway, brave little thing said, no, I want to come. So I said, okay. And, uh, and it's, a, you know, it's a big, strenuous climb. So we went up the steep bits, no trouble. She's strong. And uh, God, the views up there just, you know, they are really, they're spectacular. I'm looking for an ad adjective, but you know, I'm struggling. They, you have to go up there to really see it, but you get such a big view and it was a nice clear day. So, you know, you can see right out to the sea, you see Marbella, you know, beneath you and you can see it right, right over to Gibraltar and it's gorgeous. Anyway, you, you, you walk through, oh God, dog. You walk through um, sort of an olive grove to, to begin with, and it's quite flat. Then you go through a pine forest, and then you start to climb. And uh, it's really quite strenuous. You've got to go, through, obviously you're going up quite high. And uh, so we headed, we followed the signs to the concha. And, you know, it wasn't too bad. Christine was doing all right until the final well we were almost there so like a third of a kilometer and that bit is sheer and steep and difficult and i have to say dangerous you know so much so that they've put you know chains on the side of the rocks so that you can grip onto something in some places and that is where christina froze <laughs> poor thing you know, couldn't go backwards, couldn't go forwards, couldn't go up, couldn't go down. She was like, oh no. She was shuddering with fear and, you know, tears. And I was holding on to her backpack just in case she did slip. I'm pretty scared myself because I was, not that I was going to slip, but I was scared that she would. Because if you do fall there, you've had it. <clears throat> anyway, we managed to get out of that area. <laughs> I was cheated. You know, we snapped defeat out of the jaws of victory. <laughs> it didn't matter. I'll do it again some other day. But um, then, I th you know, she was so relieved to be out of danger that her, you know, her nerve came back. And there's another peak, which is only, I think it's like 30 meters lower than the peak of the Concha. It's called uh, Juana. And the cross at the top of it, the, the uh, Cruz de Juana. So I said, well, do you fancy doing that one instead? Because it's not, you know, there isn't a precipice <laughs> to fall down. So she said, yes. So we went up that one. And you get just, just as good a view. You know, it's fabulous. So we went, uh, we went up there. And we came down again. We did about 11 kilometers all in all. It was a heck of a good day, you know, and we had all the kit. Come here, Runes, Rooney. Actually, Christina did not have the kit at that point, no. She was just in trainers. And a, a couple of workmen's vehicles coming through. Rooney, stay here. Rooney, Rooney, come here. Come on. Everywhere you look. God, drills and trucks and diggers everywhere. There's really too much. Hmm. Well, that was a, you know, quite exciting day, but Christina only had normal trainers and no sticks. So we stopped off on the way back and got her proper climbing uh, footwear or hiking footwear and sticks and a little uh, proper uh, rucksack. It's funny, I started start to think in Spanish, but yes. Um, oh, here comes another car. Okay, Runes, we're gonna have to come out earlier in the morning. Come on, hurry up, Runes, here, here, here. Come on. Um, so then, of course, you've got a taste for it. 
So then a few days later, we went up um, Monte Mayor, which is Benavides' biggest mountain. We actually climbed right to the top of it, right to the castle. That's not an easy climb, and it does have a bit of a sheer drop on one side, which caused Christina to wobble a bit. But now she got up and got down. Then we walked on a quite a long hike on the other side of the mountain. And uh, it was hot, hot and steep. That was about an eight kilometer hike, <clears throat> but really quite a test. So that's our thing. We're getting into it now. We've got these, uh, you know, all, all the gear, and we've got these beautiful trails to do all around. So uh, I think that's our thing. And it combines nature with physical exercise. I love it. So uh, we'll be doing a lot more of that, and I'll probably, well, I mean, you've heard me podcast um, from hikes myself, but not with Christina. Oh God, I'm trying to find a place I can walk that doesn't have a drill. I'm gonna have to go up into the mountains. I'm oh, sorry about this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of close this section, and then I'm gonna rejoin from somewhere else in the in this sort of nature parks and hills of this area so thanks for listening so far sorry to have cut it short but we'll we'll reconnect well I'm back I'm up in the mountains now just about to start a sendero called Puerto de Alisal Daidin which apparently is, according to this little plaque that I'm reading, this place is one of the first settlements of Al-Andalus in the region among forests of chestnut trees and gall oaks, vines and mulberries were cultivated to produce wine and silk. Their terraces and vegetable gardens were irrigated with water from the Guadeza River. Over time, these lands were claimed by the Christian monarchs. They were eventually deserted due to frequent disputes and epidemics. And in the end, they were abandoned. Today it is home for forest dwellers only, waiting for you to discover it. So off we go. Now the first problem is the entrance says Prohibido El Paso. In other words, uh, entry forbidden. This is strange because there's another sign that says Paso de Senderistas, which means Hiker's path. Now you can't come with cars, but you, I see. You can't come with cars, but you can hike it. Yeah, but it'd be nice if you didn't lock it. Anyway, I'm walking so I can get round the side. First little test of balance is to get through this oh, area here. Oh my God. Ah, right. We're in. I'm leaving my car there because I have no choice. And I hope it's still there when I get back and not vandalised. Ah, yeah. It's so nice to be out here. Oh, look at these beautiful trees. These must be the oaks, so they're their version of the oaks. So I've, what I've done is... I've come out of our little urbanisation and I've turned right and I've headed four or five kilometres uphill and just stopped at the first place where I thought, well, this looks like a good place for a hike. Sure enough, there's a hiking path. Oh, good, and it's marked. So I'll try and follow the path. Oh, before I do that, let me just get my workout watch. Uh, on, right, so I can record how much exercise I've done and how many calories I've burned. Okay, you can probably hear my sticks, I'm just walking away from the road. Might be able to hear the odd lorry behind me, but we'll soon be away from all that. Oh, oh this is a bit of a 
but I'm fine. <laughs> so it's, the elevation of this path goes from about 400 up to about 600 meters, which isn't that much of a climb. But I might not just stick to the path. Because I can see some peaks up there that are look rather appealing to me. <sighs> Pine trees, a little gorge beside the uh, pathway here, which is obviously where water flows when it's been raining. And these trees that I'm looking at, they've been harvested for their bark. So they're obviously useful for corks. And it's a beautiful day, it's actually hot. <laughs> Having said this morning that uh, things are cool. Well, they are, but uh, this time of the day, I should have told you, it's, uh, what time is it? It is, uh, come on John, what is it? 20 past two, 20 past two in the afternoon. So it's kind of like the hottest part of the day. Only a fool will go out on a hike at this time. Oh yeah, I don't think I'm going to encounter anybody else. It's just fabulous that I can walk, I mean, just drive out of our home, and within five minutes, I'm in the most beautiful, remote, deserted, mountainous region. That's pretty good. So I've got my sticks and I've got my pack on, my backpack. Really got much in it except some water, a little bit of first aid, and uh, my phone and my torch and my pen knife. It's kind of all you need. And and I'm happy because this is a very very nice hobby and pastime. In fact, I should have asked Sam, Arabella's husband, to come with me because I met him last night for the first time. Very nice chap. Sort of army type. And he's just come back, as I said this morning, from the, you know, the Camino de Santiago. He, I mean, he sounds like a pretty serious hiker, but he might have enjoyed it. Although he did say that his feet were a mess. Has he been walking for 14 days, 40 kilometers a day? Yes, his feet probably are a mess. He probably wants to rest. One thing I thought was very, very poignant actually, was when Sam was telling us about, you know, tales from his Camino. And he said there was one place, I don't remember the name of it, but he said there was one place he, checked in for the night and it was a religious um, establishment and you know they had uh, services which they attended or he attended and uh, they fed you and it was free didn't charge anything to pilgrims but he said he'd been really suffering blisters and things on his feet and the uh, the, well, I don't know if they're priests or monks or anyway, the people who were there running the establishment said, well, let's, let's take care of it. And uh, they said they dealt with blisters by, he said, uh, what they do is then just pop them. They put a needle through the blister with thread attached to it and they pull the thread through the blister, which apparently stops it from just you know sealing up straight away and uh, just becoming a blister again and it makes sure that the fluid inside can continue to sort of leak out I, I don't know but apparently that's the way to deal with the blister you hiker folks <laughs> um, but yeah the poignant part was he was telling us about this he went all quiet and I thought has he forgotten what he was going to say <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then he 
he, he looked like he was getting emotional. I thought, God, is he all right? And he was getting emotional. And what it was, as he said, he said, I, I, I've got to tell you. He said, and then one of them, he washed, my, he washed my feet for me. And he said, what kind of a man would do that? He said, these people are just so kind, so generous. And I was so, you know, overcome by his willingness to do something like that. <laughs> it was really quite moving. And uh, he was sort of thinking back on it. And it was hitting him, you know, hard. How good some people are. And, and how people will just take care of their fellow man. And it's so, it's so in contrast to what you see so regularly, isn't it? People don't want to take care of anybody else. They want to beat everybody else. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I warmed him after that. He started off, you know, a little bit sort of stiff. Had to be honest. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I tried to put him at his ease and just talk in a relaxed way and hand out some wine, that's always good. And uh, lots of nice tappers. And uh, sure enough, he thawed and, uh, you know, became quite the life and soul. This is great. And Arabella and Justin, I've been known forever but haven't seen for a long time. <laughs> They're just the same, really. And uh, Kath, who's staying with us, she fitted right in. You know, no trouble at all. Just being part of the conversation, having her anecdotes to add. That's very good. Oh, God, you know what I've done? Oh, it's too late now. I've <laughs> come out without my hat. Silly fool. Well, it's too late. Damn it. I was just thinking. I've already feeling some sweat running down my face. Just thinking, why is that? my hat not absorbing it? Because it's not on. Oh, God. That is beautiful. There is one very large bird just circling. It's got to be an eagle because it's on his own. He's just circling on a thermal. He's, he's gigantic. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can see another very much higher. Very much higher. So maybe that's a pair. Or maybe they're griffin vultures. They're really big. And then the one who's lowest down, I can see. Should have brought my binoculars. <clears throat> Just silently and effortlessly riding a thermal. No, no flapping of the wings whatsoever. Just, just kind of leaning in to the wind. There isn't much wind, but there's obviously a thermal. Wow. Well, that's making my day even better. Hello, you beauty. Come down a little bit nearer so I can see you. Yeah, there are two. Circling away. Yeah, I think that's a golden eagle. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. It's a little bit too high. I need to see the markings very well. Yeah, we're in nature here. It's really... Well, there's a path. But uh, there's really nothing else in terms of man-made structures. It's just trees. There are some electricity piles I can see just over the horizon there. <clears throat> but you kind of need those. And I'm going to have to get my my uh, sweat rag. Literally. I'm going to have to get that out. See, <sighs> see, fool coming out of your hat on. Ugh. Oh well. <sighs> oh, wait a minute. There is the trailer. What's this? 
a trailer to a lorry. <laughs> How the heck did that get here? Parked up. They must be doing some sort of work up here. How strange. Because this, this isn't just a path. This, I would say well, it's an untarmacked uh, track. You, you can get a vehicle up, up here, I guess. But, uh, strange. It's, it's just a, like a container. I wonder what's in it. It is a container. So, fancy leaving a container here. There's no vehicle to drive it or anything. Cotta Privado di Cafa private hunting area. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm not going to get there though. Ah, I can see dog tracks. Somebody's been walking, oh god, a big dog. Somebody's been walking a dog up here. Oh. Yeah, so I was telling you this morning about uh, Christine and I going on these fabulous hikes. You know, it's not something that I didn't really considered much before. Especially, you know, when we've been here before. We just sort of come on a holiday and eat and drink and swim at swimming pools and the sea and that's about it. There's a lot more to life up here if you really seek it out. Well, I'm beginning to climb a little bit and I see some beautiful mansions on the opposite uh, hill or mountain really. God, they carve them out of the side of the mountains. Really, I thought they were going to be following me then in the car. I could hear something sort of quietly rumbling. Turned around and thought, it can't be a car. It's not, it's the ice I've put in my pouch <laughs> with my drink just quietly rattling away. I think you'll hear that on the microphone. I can hear it. Yeah, some really impressive houses. And of course, the obligatory crane. There's one crane on the ridge. Oh, and another crane. <laughs> of course. As long as man inhabits this part of the world, there will be cranes. Can't really complain. I was complaining this morning though, wasn't I? <laughs> it's getting on my nerves a bit, all the noise they make. I live in a house too, and how did I get there? <laughs> well, actually, I doubt they had cranes to build my house, it's not that high, but these guys build themselves little kind of temples to their own achievements. If that's what floats your boat, so be it. They're certainly building beautiful houses and beautiful part of the world. I don't really object to that at all. What a place. Can't wait to tell Christina about this and bring her here. Oh, she's coughing. She's got something. And Maya's got something as well. I mean, Maya's not here. So it must be just coincidence. Maya's in England. University, she went to you know the freshers' ball or well, the refreshers' ball as they called it because they didn't have one last year because of COVID. So the second year students are going to the, the ball in their second year because they didn't get to go to one in their first year. So hence the name the refreshers' ball. And uh, well, she looked like a million dollars. She sent us photographs, beautiful black dress. She straightened her hair, which we don't really approve of because she's got lovely curly hair, wavy hair. But uh, anyway, she wanted to do that, so it's fine. And Josh, her boyfriend, was looking pretty slick, I'd say. Got himself a, a nice dark suit and uh, slicked back his hair. Oh yeah, they look like quite the couple. Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, Despite the fact that the poor thing was ill, and you can't miss the ball. 
So she was suffering on Sunday though. That was Saturday night. She was suffering on Sunday. Terribly. You know, really bad. Bronchial sounding cough and anyway, today she's feeling a bit better, thank God. Oh now I'm coming round and I can actually see the coast. It's funny because I was sort of walking away from the coastline before, but the path has kind of ribboned around the mountain and now I'm going round the side that faces the sea. It's hot. Hot but beautiful. So I'm glad to be out because I haven't done any hiking for a while. And uh, I've got to say, but I, I mean, I, I really like the fact that Kath is here. I really feel honoured that she's come here to spend some time with us. It's very sweet of her. And, and I think we're going out tonight for her last night, somewhere nice, on her invite, which is great. But then I think we've got a couple of weeks and uh, before anybody else comes. And I'm really going to sort of push the fitness and <laughs> go off the alcohol and just sort of detox a little bit. Gosh, this, this area here I'm walking into is an area that's got a lot of sawdust, so they've obviously been logging here. And there is a truck. Ah, that's what they've been doing. They've been collecting wood. I see, and bringing it down. Ooh. There's a tractor. There's a truck. And there are two, no, one trailer. So I guess they come up here and they crop the wood. Yeah, some big logs there. They're not doing any work today. They'll be here. Don't think. (laughs) I I think I'm allowed to be here. A new big New Holland massive tractor just walking past it. With a wheel taller than I am. Alright, oh, past that. Keep going. Anyway. You have forgotten your hats, John, so. Suck it up. Um, yeah, there's quite a long path. I mean, it's not much of a climb. There's a slight incline. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Just caught my cable to my phone. Are we still recording? Oh, I'll have to check. I think we are, but sometimes I knock it out. Yes, we're still recording. All good. Twenty minutes. Just tuck this cable away and catch it while I'm walking. I've got my phone in my pocket, which is probably not the best place. Anyway, it seems to be all right. Maybe I don't need my glasses. That would be a lot better if I could walk without my glasses on. It doesn't really matter if I sweat. I just didn't want the sweat to go on my lenses. Alright. Glasses are away. Feel a bit yeah, I feel a lot freer now. I can see perfectly well at distance, it's only up close for reading and things, I never need my glasses. Yeah, so I'm looking to the right now. And I see some very tall mountains. Those must be, ah, yes, that's the concha from a different angle. Looks almost different. I almost didn't recognise it. But now I do. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the way we scaled it last time. You can see there's a ridge behind it. So we're sort of coming around the back. And you can see there's a lot of big peaks up there. So Juana, which is, oh, I can see it now. Juana, which is the one we went up. Yeah, it's there almost about the same height. There's nothing in it, really. Well, there is 30 meters in it, according to the, uh, <laughs> the maps. 
isn't much. But yeah, you get the same, pretty much the same view from both of them. And they are, they are the sort of two local giants. And oh, these hills are pretty big. But you can see the difference in colour because they go above the tree line. So you just get the grey rock colour at the top. They do have obviously lower down, they have vegetation like everywhere else. But it gets too high at the top. <sighs> this is really quite a wide path. I mean, you know, you could actually get two vehicles. You know, they could pass each other on this path. I'm surprised. And yet it hasn't been developed in the way that other parts of the mountains have been developed with people who want to put their big houses. Probably because there aren't any services, I'm guessing. Well, they'll do it eventually. We went for a, a long, about an eight kilometre hike, um, Christina and I, a few days ago, and uh, really it was like, yeah, we were up in the mountains, but they're building a new urbanisation in Montemayor with, you know, another golf course. And uh, so they're putting all the services in, all the drains, you know, the, the cables, power cables, the uh, help, you know, fibre optic, all that. Amazing how advanced they are. And uh, no houses have gone up yet, but they cleared a lot of the land. So what we were walking around felt like you were going around to sort of a, a building site. It was a hot day too. But uh, there seems to be a lot of opportunity to, for developers around here. They just keep on building more and more of these big, well they're sort of towns really, in the middle of nowhere. I don't think it's lucrative for the town councils because, you know, they sell the licenses to build and the plots, you know, and it, and it enriches the, uh, you know, the local authorities. You can see it in Benavides because they you know, they spend money and nobody's business on beautifying the, the roads, the edges of the roads, the gardens, the public places. You really feel like you're in quite a wealthy area. Well, you are. <sighs> I'm really enjoying this because I'm just getting fantastic views everywhere I look. You know, they're far away. That mountain that I'm looking at, the Concha, is probably 30 kilometres away from where I am now. <laughs> but there's no mistaking it. It's a giant. <laughs> my friend, my friends of the Pertwees, they went and they used to come here you know, as a family. I, I, I did too. Um, they used to call it Fred. <laughs> Not its real name, but pretty good name for it. Fred, it's a big mountain. Uh, that eagle soared off somewhere else, where he is now. Yeah, it's nice to see him. Well, all right, coming up to another pile of logs now. And I can see the road in the distance. I can't, don't hear it, good, because it's too far away. I watched the time I've walked two kilometers whilst I've been talking to you. So, not bad. I want to do a lot more than that though. Not really getting my heart rate up because it's not enough of a climb. So this fascist of a watch tells me, you know, how how much exercise I've been doing. Oh my god, a lean-to corrugated shed over there. Uh, where's the path? Hmm. Can't be that way. That way's kind of blocked. And this way's big. But is it path? It seems to be... What do you think? Yeah, come on, let's do it. 
actually going downhill. That's all right. Excuse me. Well, there's no shade. <laughs> so I'm walking in full sun, no hat. But luckily, I did put sunscreen even on top of my head. <laughs> my bald head is protected, at least with sunscreen, if not by a hat. Now, I continued along, and honestly, this is deserted stuff. Despite the loggers, who aren't doing any work or aren't here, there is absolutely nothing. Amazing that there is this road. And they said on that sign that there's a ruined farmhouse that used to make wine and linens. So let's see if we can find it. Little bit of shade. That's welcome. Nice. So yeah, it's uh, it's Kath's last day. So she's gone to the pool. A little bit of sunbathe to relax. <laughs> I, I really like the fact that people can do that. Kath's such a relaxing person to have around too, because you know she's not in any way demanding. She's just sort of whatever you want to do. It's fine. Yeah helpful too I mean I had to make some tapas yesterday for the cocktail party and yeah she says anything I can do to help me my my reflex or my instinct always when somebody says this no no it's fine and I thought well actually you know it would help me if she wrapped up the uh, pineapple in the serrano ham because Philly and uh, time's against me (laughs) and I think sometimes when people are staying with you they like to do things to feel like they're contributing not just, you know, not just being sort of work. So I said, yeah, go, go on in, uh, if you don't mind. <laughs> and she wrapped them up like a trooper. It was great. So, yeah, it'll be a very positive week for all of us, I think, that she spent here. Very nice. And then, two weeks, and Fiona Henry, who's <laughs> an old friend, and her husband, I forgot his name, and they're coming. Wow, God, I just stop and admire that for a moment. You get a different view of the country from here. God, it's so majestic. <sighs> yeah, so Fiona Henry's coming, I think they are staying with us. They weren't going to, they were going to rent a place, but now apparently they are staying with us. And I think they're staying for a week as well. So that'd be interesting. Apparently he runs uh, like marathons or something. <laughs> He'll probably be up for a hike or two. <sighs> well, the other big thing in my world that happened today was my Mercedes went in for its, they call it the ITV, which is in the UK terms, an MOT. Well, basically a car inspection to check that your car is roadworthy and safe and they give it a real you know, a real work over they check everything and uh, I thought yeah because it's quite a it's quite a sophisticated uh, process you know they've got like five lanes and you sit in your car and you drive into these lanes and they've got like things set into the into the floor so you can you put your wheels on the rollers and they can test the brakes and suspension and everything and then uh, the inspector, he, he said to me, <coughs> all right, uh, go and park the car up there and go into the office. So I go and park up, I go into the office, I suddenly realise, where's my cell phone? You know, <laughs> if you know me well enough, that's a, that's a recurring problem. Where's my cell phone? So I think, well, God, I had it when I was in the office. I look in the office, no, it's not there. <laughs> Go back to the car, and I'm, you know, beginning a little panicky. Not there. And then, the, and then the inspector says, "I, I need to check something else." Go back into lane one. And, and I, well, okay. So I go back into lane one, and he's 
doing some more checks. <laughs> it's in Spanish and it's a little bit officious, this chap, but you know, not too bad. And uh, I said to him, I'm sorry. I said, but I, I don't want to trouble you, but I, I've lost my cell phone <laughs> somewhere around here. He said, you lost your cell phone? How, how could you do that? I said, I don't know. I was here talking to you and, and now it's gone. <laughs> he said, well, what's the number? <laughs> so I told him the number. He said, I'll call it. Let's see if it rings. It's probably you know, falling down your car somewhere. So he, he called it and I didn't hear anything ringing. And then somebody answered it. So I thought, oh God, I must have given him the wrong number. And then uh, I hear the lady on the other side say, yes, yes, I've got his phone here. He left it in the office. <laughs> I was panicking, thinking, how am I going to explain this to Christina? You know, losing my second cell phone in a month. <laughs> She'd have killed me. But uh, thank God. So I went into the office again, and then the lady just gave me the cell phone. Whew. And then I was getting little sort of butterflies. I thought, God, say if they fail it for some reason. I, you know, I paid all the money to bring this car over, and then, and then it doesn't pass. What then? <coughs> So, yeah, it's quite a long process, and they've got all the paperwork that's been sent to them by the lawyer. And uh, I think, oh, God. And then she came up to me, and she said, this document here, it's, it's, the, it's, it's called this sort of title deed in America, but it proves that you are the owner of the vehicle. <clears throat> she said, this document here, it says 2001. What, what is that? I said, well, that's the year the car was made. She said, well, what was the registration then? I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't own it, and I only bought it in 2012. She said, well, w what was the license plate then? Was it? She said, are you sure 2001 wasn't the license number? I said, no, no, that's the year it was made. She said, okay. She goes back, and she's looking a bit stern. I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, she's dealing with the paperwork, and... Then she gives the paperwork to another girl who, who goes to her desk and then she calls me over. And, uh, and I'm thinking, oh God, this is going to be trouble now. And then she says, she hands me the sticker and a piece of paper. She says, there you go, all, all perfect, everything's, everything's perfect. I go, oh, fantastic, thank you. I felt like I'd passed an exam myself. <laughs> so, that's car number one. Now we're going to get Spanish plates and then that's fine. In the car number two, the Jeep goes in tomorrow. That could be a bit more of a problem because um, apparently you're not supposed to have tinted windows. And uh, it has tinted windows. So what I'm going to do is have the windows down when I go in and hope he doesn't say, can you wind the windows up? Because he didn't with the Mercedes. I had the windows down with the Mercedes, just in anticipation of that. I wanted to know if he was going to see if the windows worked. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. And apparently it's got these, this is one of these sort of big, powerful Jeep things. It's got these two, like, hooks for, for pulling stuff in the front. You know, off, off the front kind of bumper chassis area. <sighs> They, they, they told me to, after I'd had the car go to the garage to have all the you know, things converted that need to be converted, they told me that you're not supposed to have those. So, so I haven't taken them off because I thought, God, I'm not taking it back to the garage. So we'll see. We'll see if it passes or fails. If it does fail, then I, I will have them taken off. And you know, if it's the windows, I'll have those, the tints removed. But it's all, it's all money. You know, it's just sort of cosmetic and meaningless. <clears throat> if the brakes didn't work or something, yeah, that would be important. Ah, what a walk. This is just pure pleasure. A very green valley to my right with a few uh, fire breaks. And then in the next sort of scene, you know, in the distance, there's this giant set of of mountains and ridges, which is the Concha and the others. It's, 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 it's very nice. Ooh, it's a bit wet here, actually. It must have rained recently. There's, I mean, it did rain. There's a bit of mud, surprisingly. <coughs> With uh, 
animal prints. What are those? They look like cloven hoof of some sort. Goats or pigs. No, could be either. Sheep, perhaps. Go away, fly. <clears throat> well, what I should probably do is uh, sign off here. Ooh, notched up another kilometre. Um, sign off here, and uh, you know, if I if I sort of come across anything of spectacular interest, I'll, I'll log back on again and, and uh, chat to you about it. So, just bear with me whilst I put us on pause. And then we'll, we'll go into the close later on when we come to the end of the walk. But thank you for listening thus far. As they say, ooh, 39 minutes, all right. We'll stop for now. Well, I'm happy to report that we're back at the car and uh, I'm looking at my app that tells me all my statistics for what, I, what we've just done and we've walked 12.11 kilometers at an average speed of 5.45 kilometers per hour with a maximum speed of 6.1 no maximum speed of 8.44 gosh that was quick but an average speed of 5.45, not bad. And it was a beautiful walk. God, it seemed, seemed to, you know, just get completely lost in the mountains. Nice thing to do. My minimum altitude was 404 meters and my maximum was 588 meters. So that's all great. Um, so was that, this is actually the close section, but I just wanted to sort of close it off and thank you very much indeed for listening and uh, well <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me um, all I can say is this is you know a real pleasure to be able to do this kind of stuff and uh, we'll do it again pretty soon thank you